Welcome to another episode of the Nourishing Africa podcast. Today, I have here Funke Okobi, the HR personnel at Sahel Capital, a leading private equity firm focused exclusively on the Nigerian agribusiness sector. Funke will be discussing with us today, recruiting and managing talent, 10 things agri-food entrepreneurs need to know. To be successful in the agricultural sector or any sector at all, it is necessary to prioritize employees. It is no gain saying that unpicking the best talent would help you drive your business to the zenith. However, what are the most important things when it comes to talent recruitment? You successfully manage your workforce to ensure productivity, efficiency, and business growth. Our guest today, Funke Okuwabi, will be discussing this topic. Prior to working at Sahel, Funke had seven years of experience working at Unilever as the HR personnel. Today, she will be sharing top 10 strategies to help agri-food entrepreneurs successfully manage the best talents in the industry. Hi, Funke. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Rama. Thanks very much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. Please introduce yourself and your company to our listeners out there. As Ramat said, my name is Funke Okuobi. I'm the HR lead for Sahel Capital. And Sahel Capital is a private equity firm in Nigeria focused on the food and agriculture space in the country. We are fund managers for FAFIN, that's the Fund for Agricultural Finance in Nigeria. And so far we have seven investments. So we have seven companies in which we have invested in, in the value chain. Thank you, Funke, for that introduction. So diving straight into the heart of the matter, we have recruitment on one side, we have managing talents on one side, but let's focus on the recruitment for now. So why is it important that entrepreneurs get this recruitment process right? It's important to get recruitment process right because employees are seen as the most important asset in the company. It's important to have the right kind of employees in your organization. And when we say employees are the most important asset in an organization, it is because they are able to manage all the other resources in the organization. So all the other assets, money, um, processes, uh, machinery, and all of that. And people are also important in, in change management. So it's extremely important that when we are bringing in people into our organization, we have the right people. And we have people who can drive business growth and the priorities of the organization. And as we go along, I'll talk more about the importance and the impact of different methods and ways of recruitment and the different steps in which we need to take to get recruitment process right. Thank you so much, Okay. Now, is recruiting the best talent really all that matters to drive business growth? And when we come to the part where the employees are right after recruiting them, so what role does managing these employees play in the overall business growth? Um, as I said earlier, employees are important in driving business growth, in managing processes and everything that has to do with the company. So getting the right people is important, but once they get into the organization, ensuring that they have a smooth transition in, ensuring that they have a good career and they also stay a good period of time in the organization is extremely important. Another part of it is when employees are in an organization, some employees can work half-heartedly or some of them can be fully engaged and ready to innovate and do different things. So it's important to manage your employees in such a way that they are fully engaged and they are bringing their best to work every day. 
Thank you so much for that, Funke. So what are the top 10 things agri-food entrepreneurs need to know about recruiting and managing the best talents towards, you know, driving productivity, ensuring efficiency, and overall just driving business growth? Um, okay, thank you, Ramat. As I go into the 10 things agri-food entrepreneurs need to know, in the conversation today, I'll go through the different steps and processes it takes to recruit and also to manage employees. As I go through it, I will talk about different tips and different strategies in which people can take to get it done. The first one I'll be talking about is understanding your talent needs requirements for now and also for the future. And this is a process that happens before recruitment. I know most of our audience today are uh, medium-scale enterprises, medium and small-scale enterprises. And it might, it might seem like a tall order saying, um, for you to do manpower planning and all of that. But on whatever scale or on a very small scale, it's extremely important to understand what is required. That is to look at your organization as a whole and decide what you, the number of resources, the roles and responsibilities required for now and also for the nearest future. And what this helps you do is it helps you understand the roles you'll be merging for now the roles you need in the future and the skills to look out for as you start your recruitment process. And I'll give an example of if you have, if today the major need in this company is finance and you're searching for a finance manager, you might realize that in a couple of years, you have more employees and you need an HR person. So you might start to think about getting a finance person that has maybe some knowledge on HR or you can test the HR part of his skills such that when that need arises you don't have to re recruit a fresh new person to do that responsibility and this is especially looking at top leadership of organizations it's important that actually at the growing stage you understand what is required and you are able to get versatile people into your organization so that you you, you have less people as opposed to recruiting for every single role and responsibility so just to take it again, it's important to understand your talent needs requirements and then map out the skills and responsibilities that will be required for each job and merge as many rules as possible. So this is ahead of your recruitment. The second point linked closely to recruitment is every member of your team should be a talent scout. In recruitment, there are different methods and there are conventional methods we use. They include um, advertising, using job sites, referrals, um, using recruitment companies and all of that. But in addition to that, it's also important that everyone in the organization from the MD to every should be a talent scout. When you go for industry events, when you meet people on different platforms and in different places, it's important to meet people's mindset of understanding talent and also recruiting talent and looking out for people that will fit into your organization now and also in the future. That's, that's a great um, tip or strategy in terms of recruitment because if you wait for when you need to recruit for a role, you might not find people at that particular time or you might not find the best fit for your organization at that time. But having it at the back of your mind that you have to be a talent scout at every every opportunity you get it's important and you don't have to recruit people you meet immediately you can meet them get their contact details and then keep the relationship going till you till you might need them or till they fit into your plan or your business strategy the point i'll be talking about is after you have gotten candidates will be testing and 
a lot of people test for technical skills when they want to recruit, but it's also important to test for soft skills. And what are soft skills? Soft skills are people skills, social skills, communication skills, personality traits, career attributes, um, emotional intelligence, even people's values. And this is extremely important because aside from the skills an employee has, the person also needs to fit perfectly or fit very well into your organization. And every organization has their values, has their culture. It's important to note that the people you bring in that would succeed in your organization need to fit into your values and your culture. And you need to test that during interviews, during tests. If you use a um, psychometric test or any type of test you use, it's important to test that out and to ensure that you have people who fit into your organization's culture. The next point I'll be talking about is it's important to hire a diverse set of individuals on your team. I know that diversity is a big point now. Everyone is talking about it. And a lot of focus has been on gender diversity. I'll first start by talking about the importance of diversity. Diversity brings different perspectives to the table. If you have an organization where everyone is thinking in the same direction and then everyone will do things the same way and see things the same way. But when you have a diverse set of individuals, then there are different perspectives that are brought to the table. And when I talk about diversity, I'm not talking about gender diversity alone. It could be gender diversity, it could be um, ethnic diversity, and there are other forms of diversity, even in terms of age or different generations. There are millennials, there are baby boomers. It's an organization that has a different range of individuals. Often they do better because they have different perspectives and different ideas and they see things differently. So I think the role of diversity in organizations, growth, productivity, even innovation, it cannot be overemphasized. So it's important that once you have done your plans in terms of your talent needs, you might not be able to map out immediately which roles or how you bring in diversity, but it's something to look out for and it's something to um, keep at the back of your mind at every point in time. Some of us might say that even if you, if you have a small business, it's, it's harder to do this, but it's just being intentional about it. There are roles where you'd find it easier to bring in different types of people. And if you are mindful of it, it will be easier to do that. Still talking about recruitment, the point number five I'm going to talk about is seeking out references before you hire an employee. When we, when we do the sourcing, testing, and all the processes that have to do with recruitment, Sometimes we ask employees for references and then we speak to those references and they're, they're usually okay. But aside from that, it's important to ask from past employees, um, past colleagues, past bosses about this person. And what you're checking for is you're checking for character and you're also checking for skill. There are some people that interview beautifully. When you speak with them, you are, they are so charismatic and you just love them. But it's important to ensure that they have, like they, actually would act out things they have said. And you can always check that by speaking to people they have previously worked with or bosses or colleagues they have worked with in the past. And this has saved a lot of businesses um, the headache of hiring the wrong people or hiring people with um, integrity issues and things like that. It's, it's an important point that overlooked by businesses a lot. And a lot of people learn from experience, but it's important that we just note that as one of the things we do when we're sourcing for candidates and for employees for organization. <clears throat> so when, when you have done the recruitment and you have identified the right person, 
who fits into your company culture, values, and all of that. The next part of it is onboarding. And so that takes me to my next point of having the right onboarding process. And what this does for you is it increases retention. And studies um, say that it increases retention even to as much as 82% and productivity by about 70%. Um, I know that these percentages might sound very high and interesting, but the thing is, a lot of people make up their minds about organizations from the first few days and weeks in which they join. I know this thing where they say first impressions last long. Onboarding is something that we sometimes overlook and we sometimes just ignore. But it's important that before an employee resumes, we prepare adequately for the employee. We make first impressions that will last long. We tell them about the company, ensure that work tools are ready and they get warm introductions and welcome right from the first day. As I said, this sounds very simple, but a lot of organizations are not doing greatly on it. So whether, irrespective of how small or how big your organization is, there should be some thoughts into how employees are onboarded into the company. And because it's the point where they learn about the company, they learn about the people they'll be working with, and they learn about the job they're going to do. So it's important to make the first good impression and control the narrative in that regard. Some of the things that I've seen in some organizations is people join and there's no workstation. They, they come and they're wondering, oh, everybody's scrambling around. Where would, they, where would this person sleep? And you've hired the person two months ago and you've been expecting the person for two months. So it's important that the onboarding is done properly. It is the person, and a lot of these things don't take a long time. It's not something that you have to sit and plan for two days. In less than 30 minutes, you can put together a good onboarding plan and then just implement it for the person when they come. So I think that's an important um, tip in terms of recruiting and then starting to manage employees as they join an organization. Um, next, I'll talk about is prioritizing performance management. For very large organizations, performance management might be something they do, but I think it's something that is important for every organization, and it's something that should be thought through and done in a systemic way such that employees understand what it is, they understand how their performance will be measured, and they also understand how the performance will be rewarded. There's a saying that goes, whatever is rewarded is what will be promoted and what will grow in an organization. So if um, performance management and a good performance culture is promoted in an organization, then it's, people, would, um, people would naturally just tilt towards it and ensure that they're high-performing individuals. And for performance management, this can be done on a annual, it can be done annually, some do it monthly, quarterly, or half yearly. But it's important to have some form of performance management system, which highlights clearly the goals of the organization. It tracks performance, and at the end of the day, performance is rewarded. So the full spectrum of performance management is important. It's good for companies because it helps them achieve their goals. It helps in productivity. It helps in business growth. And also for the employees, it helps them stay engaged. And engaged employees would stay longer in a company. It helps them stay motivated on the job because they have, some, they have a goal they are driving towards and they know that when they achieve those goals, they will be rewarded. Next on my list will be understanding what motivates your 
employees and rewarding them accordingly. This especially speaks to employee engagement and it speaks to benefits. Money is very important to everyone and it's a great motivating factor. But at, after a while, it's no, it's no more the most, important, the most important factor for employees. So what, what this means is understand what drives and what motivates your employees. For some people, it might be some form of flexibility in time, in the time they work, like in their work hours. It might be better training and development. It might be benefits like health benefits. There are different things that motivate different people. And it's important that as an organization, we understand what motivates our employees and we reward them or we give benefits in that line. And just to emphasize on this point of, benefit, of um, understanding what motivates people, it should be done as much as you should understand what motivates people. Doesn't mean you have to individualize the benefits for each person. Next point I'm going to talk about is the right and adequate training and development. I know this is like a, it's, it's something that everyone talks about. Training and development is extremely important for any organization. And it is beneficial to both the employees and the, um, to the employees and as well as the business. And for a, an industry like agriculture or the food industry, which is not as attractive as some other industries can be, especially in Africa, it's important that people feel like there's a sense of progress in terms of they have the right skills, they have the right training and development um, for their job. And closely linked to this is also a, something that has been talked about a lot, which is the future of work. It is important that as we are training our employees, we're training them for today and also tomorrow. We are equipping them with the skills they would need for the future. And the future of work is something that requires a lot of innovation. It requires, it will require better, well, it already requires better effectiveness and efficiencies from our farmlands and from all our processes generally. So it even it requires different business models. I know COVID-19 has shown us that there are different business models that work for different that work at different times. So it's important that we are training and developing employees with that in mind, and also training them for the future, so that they don't they don't they don't get redundant, and um, they can help the business grow. And training and development can be done in different ways. It's it's not necessarily just classroom training. There are online trainings, attending conferences. Even online platforms like Nourishing Africa, there's a lot that happens in terms of training and development in which um, your businesses and your employees can um, access. And it's, it's about being intentional about the training and development for your employees and implementing it. This is another way of managing employees to ensure that they stay, they grow, and they help your business grow. Um, next on my list will be um, having a clear career path for career progression for employees. Based on research, you see that a, a good number of people leave organizations because they don't understand what career progression is like for them. And what they just do is they go to other companies. And retention or employee turnover cost is one of the, is, is a high, is a very high people cost that people are not People do not pay attention to the more you have employees turnover and the more employees leave your company, 
you are paying for it by recruitment costs, you are paying for it by the loss of time, you are paying for it by training and development that has been lost, even the time of retraining that has been lost. So you are paying for all of all those things when people leave your organization. So, but when people have a clear path, it helps, it helps in retaining talent. And in saying this, I would also say that as much as it's good to give people a clear path, we also should not make promises we cannot keep. So it is good to give an indicative path and also think about ways in which um, people can grow as the organization grows, but we should only make promises we can keep so that people, are, people don't feel misled or cheated while working with an organization. And um, this particular point cannot be overemphasized. I think I've gone through the 10 points, but I have a bonus point that relates to both attracting and recruiting the right talent and also managing employees. And this has to do with employer brand. It has to do with building the right employer brand for your company. And what does this mean? Employer brand is how a company is perceived by external, like potential candidates or external people in terms of how great a place to work your company is. Irrespective of how, of the size of your company, it's important that you start to build your employer brand, start to give people a good impression and the desire to work for your company. I'll give an example of companies like Google and Facebook that we know a lot of people want to work for. Why do you think that they talk about all the great things they do? They talk about it so you'll you be attracted to the company and you would want to work for the company. So in whatever way we can, whether it's by social media, whether it's by making our current employees advocates for us, whether it's by showcasing the great work we are doing on different platforms, it's important that you start to brand your company as a company people want to work for, as a company that employees will be excited about working for. Actually, because we know that interest in the agri-food space is growing, but it's not as high as some other sectors. So for people that are interested in the sector, it's important to build a brand that they want to work for. Because at the end of the day, good, good talent, they always have options of companies they can work for. And what you want is for them to choose your company, especially when you want to choose them. So I think that would be all. Thank you for listening and paying attention to the various points and strategies that I've discussed in both recruiting and managing talent in your company. Thank you so much, Funke. Those, those are really loads and loads of useful insights. And I am sure that our listeners out there have learned a lot as I have. So from, you know, getting your onboarding right to prioritizing performance management to understanding what motivates your employees to focusing on training and development as well. Those are really good points that every food entrepreneurs need to also look at to grow their businesses. And I am really glad you mentioned um, the part about leveraging resources out there for training and developing your staff. There are free resources out there, especially given that um, there might be little or no provision in the budget for training staff. I am glad that you mentioned the part where they can leverage lots of resources out there and don't necessarily have to spend lots and lots of uh, money on training their staff. Thank you so much for that. So, I would like to just chip in one final question before we wrap up this podcast session. And that's really on 
for all of these strategies that um, you've given to us today. I imagine that entrepreneurs out there are thinking these are really good insights and they would love to start deploying right away. So are there any tips you would recommend to help them get started in putting all of this in place uh, at their various companies? Um, so for the tips I've shared, I've shared 11 tips. I think it's a lot and it's a lot of things to start to do at the same time. But the tip I'll give is you don't have to start by doing everything at the same time. You might choose the areas in which you are most deficient and then start to work on them step by step. And what is most important is for whichever tips you are, you are going to start to use, you should do it properly. So for example, if you want to start with a performance management system, you should take your time to understand what the company wants to achieve and how it could be measured and how employees will be motivated. So I think it's just picking out things. You can't do everything at once. It's picking out things that you can start with and then you would, um, it would be a gradual process of implementing the different tips at different points in your organization. And thank you once again for listening and for being with us on this podcast. Thank you so much, Funke, for this session. It's really been insightful and powerful. So there you have it, our dear listeners. Top 10 things and one bonus you need to know about recruiting and managing talent for your business. Bye-bye to our listeners. Do join us next time. Thank you.